Hello and welcome back to another episode of Toolbox Tuesdays. It's been a, a few weeks, but as always, with me is Kieran McCutcheon and myself, Adam Jones. But yes, we've I've been sick, Kieran's been sick, and then I went away to Melbourne for the grand final. So I think that's where we'll start. No better place to start. Let's have your thoughts. Well, I was a little bit nervous, uh, so I couldn't imagine how you were. Crohn's got off to that two-goal lead to begin with, and I thought, shit, it could be over here. <laughs> I was hugged. Eddie kicks that go after that fumble. I turned around and hugged an old man. I was high-fiving young kids in front of me. I was jumping up and down. It was the most exercise I've done all year. It was the exact players you'd want to kick the goals as well. Eddie off to a great start and Sloan getting around the ball. And that's the thing. That's what also made me sort of having the first five minutes It's how open Sloan was twice. Like, he was standing all by himself for that first goal. No one near him. I'm like, this this looks good. They're not manning Sloan. Like, it almost looked like Richmond didn't come to play in the first five minutes, which couldn't have been further from the truth, truth from the outlook of the whole game. But, yeah, uh, after the first two, you got a bit more congested around the ball. That kind of slowed things down a bit. It became a really close game at, after that point. How did it feel... At least in the beginnings here. So in the first quarter, I can remember at quarter time turning to uh, Robbo and I said to him, there's warning signs, warning bells here. And he's like, what are you talking about? You're 10 points out. And I don't know. I just had a feeling. So yeah, first of all, you could, the, the feeling is straight away is Jack Rewalt's missed three absolute sitters. Yes, one of them was off the rebound where he's missed a sitter. We've got the kick in and kick the straight back at it and he missed again. So if he kicks that, you probably only get two goals. But... There was warning signs like that. We just, and looking back at it, most of our goals came from their mistakes. Besides the, or even the Sloan one. Sloan was unmarked. Eddie was a fumble in the goal square. Uh, the Sloan, oh, it was a Sloan and Greenwood. One of the Sloan kicked two in the first quarter, but I can't remember which goal it was. Was a, uh, Richmond have we've kicked an inside fifty and it's gone straight to a Richmond bloke and they've taken the mark. Except it was touched. No one heard the touch uh, call. Yeah. Except Auden, which. And the other day, I should be holding the ball. Yeah, they've been calling that all year, holding the ball, like no arguments. Yeah, so first of all, I should have been holding the ball. But anyway, so that goes up, to the, uh, throw, uh, throw up, source, taps straight down to Greenwood, snaps goals, or taps down to Sloan, taps goals. So all those things you could say were Richmond's wrongdoings, more so our right doings. Yep. So first quarter, I was like, danger bells going on. And then the second quarter, you could just, it's like, I don't know, the experience of just hearing the Tiger Army get up, and then up, and then up. <laughs> it was, it, 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 you could feel the boys getting under pressure, which is why some umpiring decisions were... I've got, so I've got some stats here, hang on. They're, I don't have the stats, but I'm getting them up. Well, you got the stats up. I just want to make note of, towards kind of the end of the first quarter, beginning of the second quarter, as you were saying, warning bells ringing for you, I did notice a few Crows defenders feeling the pressure, maybe the crowd was building and they could kind of feel it, but there's a few instances where I think Jake Kelly maybe fumbled a couple, not easy ones, but they were definitely ones that he's been he's been eating all season. Uh, Lever had a, a couple scary moments where maybe the pressure got the better of him, although he did play all right for that first quarter or two. Seemed like the, the team that was the the classy, classiest team all year, the team that had the most composure all year, finally showing a few uh, few blemishes and a bit of pressure. So I'm trying to find our goals and turnovers. I saw this, I'm pretty sure we averaged seven goal, 7.2 goals a game from turnovers. Okay, so let's put that in your head. There was at least four circumstances in the second quarter where Richmond got gifted a free kick and consequently a goal. So this is this is for all of you listeners who are like umpires don't cost a fifty point loss. So you've got the four chances. We are the most likely team because we're the highest goal from, uh, turnover from goal team in the league. So you've got these four chances. So that's a twelve point turnaround theoretically after each of these bad calls. That's 12, 24, 36, Oh, forty eight points. How many points did we lose by? Forty eight. So I can see. I understand when people are like it's not a. Uh, umpires can't switch a fifty point loss, but especially with the Crows, how we're so good off the half back and with our elite ball use, it actually is. That being said, another one that kills me is we're gonna to skip to the end of the second quarter. So we haven't scored a goal. The Crows are getting like they're feeling it. Richmond fans are feeling like there's blood in the water. Yeah, they can sense like, it. Like it's loud. My friends telling me we haven't kicked the goal, so the Crows fans are really anxious we haven't kicked the goal. 
Eddie Betts getting hailed in the goal square. Yes. That is the most blatant free kick ever. Stevie Wonder would have called that. BT was going off in the commentary box. Yeah, so like, I heard. So <laughs> he should. But let, so he, let's say Eddie kicks out. It was two minutes ago, we were down 10 points. We kicked that. We're down four heading into half time. We're down four points after kicking one goal in a quarter. Absolutely getting dominated. It just brings fear in the back of the Richmond fans who then maybe when I kick the next two in the third quarter when I've kicked eight straight or whatever it was. It's <laughs> like crazy. It like it just brings it down a bit and it just it just stops the train. It like it stops the snowball and it lets you reset. But obviously they don't call that. They go down third quarter, kick the first two, I think, and it's pretty much all over then. Like it was a massive, not really a momentum shift because they kind of had a bit of momentum anyway. But it was such like. An accelerant to their momentum. No, their first two goals was. And uh, any time Dusty picked a ball, every seventy thousand oh. fans, seventy thousand. You could you could hear it any time. Any time he t- got near the ball, touched the ball, let alone shove someone. Uh, don't don't argue someone. You could just oh, hear it through the TV. He went. We he were so good at stopping the don't argue. Manny Crabs, I reckon, had oh. two holding the balls. Brad had one on him. Yeah, like, yeah. We understood either, when he grabbed you in the hand. Grab the arm or get underneath. And then there's Josh Jenkins, who goes, it gets don't argued in the face. Dusty <laughs> snaps and kicks the goal, and it's like, how is this even fair? Like, yeah, yeah. But if we look at it from an overall perspective, I said, like, what did you change to win that game? There's not much. Yeah, I, I couldn't really think of much. Because the way I saw it, we lost the game with our inefficient forward 50s. So maybe we start kicking shorter, but then we started kicking shorter off the kick in. And Luke Brown hit, uh, I think he hit Townsend once and Lambert once. Yeah, it was like straight off the kicking and the straight goal. So it's like, oh, can't kick short. So we can't, we can't get our feet moving. And then it's like contested marks. I want Rance had. So I've got this stat up. Really not sure how he didn't poll better than he did. He was better than Dusty. I for, for me, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd argue Dusty was too. You can even ask it. You can even argue Hooley was maybe better than him coming off the halfback at times. So Rance had ten intercept possessions per that game, ten. Hooley had seven. Thus, uh, Flaston had nine. Broad had seven. Our highest was Lever with eight. Hardigan with seven. We did like they killed us with the intercept like that. Anytime we went forward, Josh Jenkins was one on one with his player. Plus, someone would come across, and then and that's what also kills me. Yes, Josh. I'll, I'll say Josh was bad. Because Tex sort of did things. Tex leads to like spoil the ball. Yeah, like, yeah. Josh didn't even bring the ball to ground. But people saying Tex went missing. Mm. How? Do, of course he went missing when the ball never goes yeah. into our forward fifty. What's he supposed I, to I do? I was thinking that. I was thinking because Port sometimes when uh, Charlie gets isolated out in the forward fifty by himself and we can't get the ball to him, we'll just bring him up. Or like how uh, Sydney do it with Franklin, they'll just bring him up. Say. Get around the ball, like swing your body around, kind of like Texas done all season. Use his body and bit of like aggression around the ball. I would like to see him come up for maybe even like five minutes, just push Jenkins back or something. And I agree with that, and that's I think that's the thing with Pike. You don't really see a plan B per se, and that's where we also miss Mitch so much. Yeah, that's hey, true. Mitch comes across and takes big pack marks, which we we just needed someone to make a pack mark and make a contest on the ground for Eddie and Charlie. And Charlie doing his calf in the first quarter after being electric as well was pretty poor. But, like, so he missed Mitch. And, like, I love Alden. I thought it was really nicely played. But if his direct opponent's Hooley or Ranch, you can't let them have a clear yeah. flight, run to the flight. It's it's just it's just sad because I've said it all year. That was our worst game we've played. We've been the dominant team all year. No one can deny that. And we put the worst thing up when it matters and we lose. As Marty Ball says, no one gives a shit if you lose the last game of the season. Yeah, yeah. Which makes the players leaving or wanting to leave or all the turmoil around the club, whatever's going on, kind of hurt a little bit more that you were so close and now there's a few few people that just want, went out for various reasons. Uh, should we do... The wicker, wicker, wicker! Is this the transition or that the is, tour of the week? That is tour oh, of the week. Oh, bit of the voice, bit of the voice, bit of the tra- tour of the week. I like it. It's not a transition of the week. I think we can do better. We okay. have done better over the years. Was you say it was a bit of a trash transition, like a lever... Chucking all the crows gear in the oh, trash. Oh, I like it. That's a good transition. That's what we're here at Tool Tuesday. That, but you are correct. Jake Lever is my Tool of the Week. Oh, he he could have left a lot smoother than he could, but I. It's just come out and say you're leaving for the money. 
It just makes everyone happy. Yeah. We're not idiots. You're like, I want to go home. So it's Melbourne Demons, or I'm going to the draft. And you're like, obviously, you're going for yes. the money. Just, yes. just suck it up. It's fine. 750k would have made you the most expensive Crows player. Obviously, we're okay with you leaving because you're not in my top five. Yeah, you're yeah. not even probably in my top eight. I probably could name eight people I'd rather have. Tex, Sloan, Matty Crouch, Sauce, Laird. Should I Talia? We're going back a little bit. Literally thought Talia was better than Rance forever. Like, I would argue that, <laughs> like, if you talk to me on Friday, I'm, I'm telling you, Talia's better. After the performance, Talia's dead to me and Rance is number one. <laughs> so, Talia's, Talia's in my bad books. So, yeah, we've got at least six, seven people maybe, even, like, if you got, like, Brad Crouch over in. Yeah. It, it's just, mate, you're not worth that money. We understand you're, getting, you're paying overs to get your back. Just say you're going home for the money. Yeah, it's, yeah no one's going to blame. It's such a massive paycheck. And if the rumours are correct, don't call text up in the middle of the season and be like, <laughs> hey, mate, uh, I'm going to stay at the Crows. Can you please take a pay cut because they can't afford me? Yeah. And Tex is like, sure. <laughs> and then you fuck off and leave yeah. Tex out to drive. So, of course, Tex is angry. Like, And then people, that's another thing. We're on a rant here. We're going. People are using Tex for aiming not in the game. People are using him for his speech after the game. What is he supposed to say? <laughs> Does he want to, you want to go through individual players. He thanked Richmond for playing well. He thanked us for travelling over there and he said we'd be back. That's, that's, yeah, he's checked all the boxes. That's what I want to hear from my captain. He's obviously heartbroken, just honestly. And to be fair, if you do listen to Triple M, he's not the most eloquent uh, user of words either. So, you know, what are you expecting? No, he can kick six, 70 metres through the big sticks. It's all <laughs> yeah. I look for in a football player. But Jake Lever, dumping your stuff in the... Uh, dump. Why can't you just throw it in a normal garbage bin? Yeah, or op shop or something, or you know. And I feel like the person who took that photo was in on it. Like, <laughs> what coincidence? Like, you're just rubbing salt on the wound, you prick. And then going to Channel 7 for an interview. Are you LeBron? No. <laughs> Did you put that 50,000 Channel 7 property page into the charity? No. Have fun taking the best of key forward every week at Melbourne. And your team sucks because Jesse Hogan's leaving too. Oh. So, uh, wait, what do you got? What do you think you'll get from Lever? Or do you think you'll get anything? We go to the draft. What you, what's your like? What's best case? What's okay, worst so case? Best case scenario. Yep. We just rob them blind, so we get two first round draft picks and Petranka, or something like really obscure. That's the best yeah. case. Worst case scenario is if he goes to Melbourne and we get one first round pick and a second round pick. This is what this is what I would do. If we don't get if we don't get um what we want, send him to the draft. Yeah, um, I agree. This is it's not like everyone's like, yeah, but that's just like you're saying one thing or another. No, I'm saying rob people or send a message. I don't. Yeah. I, I've had enough of yeah. We'll take what he's worth. No, we've had it last year. We had it the year before. I've had enough of it. Send him to the draft. Teach him Nick Stevens' ass. You, you can go up to Brisbane. They have plenty of cap space. They lost Rockcliffe. You can take Rockcliffe's money. How are you like Brisbane, you piece of... <laughs> no, I agree. Um, yeah, it's got to keep happening if you don't send a message. But, you know, it sucks to be the team that has to do it. You know, losing out on potential draft That's the thing. You, for... have to, you have to take it. And he went pick 14. He did his ACL the year before. We've done him a favour. It didn't. He, his interview. He didn't think he was going to get drafted. We drafted him. He never wanted to leave. He told Texan Journey he didn't want to leave. And then little Birdie's got in his ear. You're worth more money. <laughs> I want a grand final. Ah, uh, it's just. As Pat Riley says, the uh, the curse of more. He just wants more money and probably more more fame, I guess. I like know. I said, he would have the Mitch. If I, I have my rent ready if Mitch left, but Mitch is a good boy. I'll, I'll move my rank to lever. You're going to be the number one defender at Melbourne. You're taking these number one key defenders. Tali ain't there to help you. You don't have Laird cleaning up below you. You don't have Smithers cleaning up below you. You don't have Harlingen taking the big bodies. Have fun. I don't even know a Melbourne I, defender. I was about to say, they, uh, they don't have much talent back there, so he's going to... They don't have much talent anywhere. I hate Melbourne. <laughs> well, I don't hate them. I hate them now. Give us Jack Watts. I'll take Jack Watts and two first-round draft picks. You leave out Jack Watts alone, mate. Do you think you get Jack Watts? No, not at all, but it's fun to dream. Especially since we apparently got Rockcliffe, maybe. I don't know. I'm not going to believe it till I see it. You know, it's a weird one for me. Charlie Cameron, he seems to be... He loved, loved by the Crows fans. He's got his best mate, Eddie Betts, there, kind of uh, being a mentor to him. 
it's weird. I, I, they all say they kind of want to go home for, you know, go home, but is, is, uh, is there any more rumours on that? Before we get to the Charlie Cameron, actually, no, we'll talk about Charlie Cameron, I can go back. Charlie Cameron, oh, sorry, I've just Googled, this is brilliant Wikipedia, because I was trying to find, because I was 90% sure Charlie played, uh, grew up in uh, Western Australia. Charlie Mark Cameron is a professional Australian rules football player who plays for the Brisbane Lions football club. <laughs> really? What are you doing? Why? I bet someone had fun editing that one in. Yeah, okay, no, it's from my eyes. So he's from Queensland. Yeah, he's from Queensland. Apparently he's had family problems. See, that's the thing. When you look back at it, how unlucky could the Crows be? People, Gold Coast paid overs on Bok. Like, big overs. Yeah. So he goes because it's money. Like, it's 200 grand away. Yeah, yeah. Davis, exact same thing. Big overs made captain of the club. That's like, oh, brilliant. Johnson's a little shit. Tippett's a little shit. But, no, even then, like, they wanted to go home because Tippett's dad had cancer or whatever. Dangerfield was probably the best bloke ever because he wants to go home with his wife. <laughs> Levy gets money. Like, we've had a unfortunate. And then you look at Port for a scenario because everyone says, oh, what about Port? Power to keep it. You pay big overs yourself to keep Boke. You've had big overs to keep Loby to go back from Western Bulldogs. You've drafted from South Australia. You don't like how many big times do you have? You don't have that many. Not many. I was thinking this today actually. It's weird that like in the NBA this would be so different because Crows are such a like a well-run club and they do everything really well and they're such like a classy organisation and you know players want to leave. So like in the NBA everyone would want to like stay and you know, stick around, mm. but. Yeah, they're having retention issues. It was like Port, who's been pretty shit managerially for, well, been pretty good recently, but yeah, recent history we've been pretty poor, and you know, although we have paid overs, we've kept kept players around. No, I was agreeing with. I agree. I was today actually as well. Coincidence. I I was thinking, wow, we're the Utah Jazz. We're, <laughs> we're a good team. But everyone wants to leave because I was like, wow, this is what it feels to be a small club, a small town team. But yeah, yeah. It just like the Charlie. I, I love Charlie. I really wish he'd stay. I understand if you have to go for family, especially if Brisbane draft his brother, who's tearing it up in the under eighteen. So two brothers playing together, like that's nice. Especially since you've been, you spent all this time grooming, Ugh. grooming a young Charlie. Yeah, which would have been painful at times. Yeah. But like this said, it's unlike he's not leaving for the money because I'm, I'm pretty sure we'd offer him a bit. Eddie, yeah, yeah. Ed, like it doesn't seem like he hates anyone here. Like Eddie loves him. He's gonna have, like. Text does the handshake with him. Yeah, like yeah. It's, it's not like where the it's not a bad egg. At yeah, all, at least from the outside. And that's the thing. So I, I can understand. Like he wants to go home. That's fine. We'll just take Rockcliffe. So you will take Rockcliffe when we're done with him. But anyway, so we're going back to the grand final because there's some stuff I want to discuss. I thought Sam Jacobs was amazing. Oh yeah, a lot of people criticised him, but he he wasn't bad for me. He had 49 hit outs. 23 to advantage, I believe. I'm pretty sure it's 23 to advantage. It always seemed like they had a few extra players around the ball. So him tapping to like a congested congested pack, you know, he's, See, he's not going to always hit to advantage. And banging it forward, they're obviously going to have people behind the ball. So what's he, what's he going to do? See, that's where the thing comes in, which is I'm with a hit out to advantage is in the B.O. end all. So I thought Sauce played well. I still think he played well, even but when I'm about to self-criticise it, but not really. When I hit, if he taps the ball down straight, this is what it looked like. Though. They were letting Source tap down straight to a, a Crows player and then just crunching that Crows yeah, player. Yeah. That's technically a hit out to advantage because you hit out straight to a Crows player picking the ball. But there's no advantage there. You're not getting a handball free from that. You're not getting a clearance. So let's under- misunderstand what the hit out to advantage is. He's not. He's doing his job, but it's like... They, they kind of plan for it almost. Like. Yeah, even even worse. Like, it's like, not it's not his problem. It's like, oh, that's the midfield's problem. I have to deal with it. Well, for example, when they started putting Grig up against him and Rioli, you know what? The first one he should have done, he should have like, Rioli's on me? Okay, I'm smashing this 20 metres away. Yeah. What that does is like, the midfielders down for Richmond are like, crap, he might not hit down anymore. We actually have to pay attention to other circumstances. Yeah, like, yeah. It doesn't mean, once again, it comes back to the plan B of just mix it up a little bit. Put a bit of a doubt in their mind, make them think, what's he, yeah, what's he going to do? It's a good, uh, never thought of that, but... So, and then, going back on stats, we have uh, the great man, Manny Crouch, taking 37 disposals. And I'm like, wow, that is, that's good. 
then you look into his numbers. <laughs> and I, I love I love Crouchers, I love the Crouch brothers. Matty Crouch had whereas he, he gained four hundred and fourteen meters for thirty seven touches. That's mm. ten meters per touch basically. He had five turnovers. Five turnovers and four hundred meters and kicking at sixty two percent. On the outside, yeah. he's getting on the ball. He's not doing much with it, like nothing with it. And it's I don't know what you do. Like you say, that's a good game. He had he had three clangers apparently. Well, from the outside looking in, it's uh, it's a hard one because they, they had so much presence around the ground. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know how much you can blame him for his performance. And like we all, that's the thing. We all, every cross player was bad. Like Tom Lynch couldn't tell you what he did and how many times he apparently had. Yeah, he had 18 titles. I could not tell you he had 18. I thought he had six. Yeah, he got a few... Cheap ones. Cheap ones. Well, not cheap. Yeah, like... Well, that's the thing. I also didn't watch the last probably 25 minutes of that <laughs> game. I was head in hands, sobbing. It, it didn't get much better, I can tell you that. I, every now and then I would hear, I'd be like, down like this, and then I have yellow and black to my left, or yellow and black to my right. Different basing in the Tiger song. It wasn't really helping my feelings, but... And that's the thing. I with all these losses, and if Sloan, should we even discuss Sloan? Yeah, um, I don't know. What, what did you think about him? I th- I just thought this was a joke, but the more I hear about it, it's like there's where the smoke is fire. Like surely, and that's what scares me. If we lose Sloan, like that's what I want. I want the boys have learned how to lose a grand final. We'll be back next year. We'll be like Melbourne Storm. They lost last year. They came back one this year. Why can't we do that? If Jake Lever leaves and you get picks, would you want to parlay those picks into? Current talent, or so I've always said, send whatever we get for Lever and go hide at Jeremy Govan. Jer- Rance put on a Jeremy Govan versus Port Adelaide elimination final. Yes, yeah. every every time that ball went near Jeremy in that elimination final, mark. Anytime it went near Rance, mark. If that being said, I've been on the subreddit for the Crows and uh, we have a new love, Doody, I think his name is. Doody. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it, there was a way to say it. But uh, apparently he has been dominated last time I fell, and he's next in line for the lever spot. So um, I'm all for him, and I'm all for picking long draft picks. We had Tyson Edwards' son this year, who's, I think his name's Shane Edwards, who's apparently a jet. So I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be interesting, though, what we do. We have, I, I'm not, and that, this is the best thing which goes back to the, uh, if this was WA, that'd be something different. I trust my board. I trust the club list to get it done. I trust Pikey to teach the boys who come in. It's. I think we're fine. It's. It just hurts because this was. Everyone says there's always next year. We were one win away from it this year. The opportunity was there and we threw it away. It's definitely an interesting time for the Crows in the next month or two. Yeah. What What's the best case scenario for the Crows coming? Well, realistic best case scenario for the Crows. Realistic. Char- well, I said this about 10 minutes before we started. Technically, Charlie apparently hasn't, as we're calling this on, what day is it today? Thursday? Yes, Thursday at 6.30pm, it was said that AFL believes Charlie's had to the request, and there's nothing come out from the club player or player agent. So, realistically, I hope Charlie stays, Levy goes, we get just an overhaul of players and draft picks, we get Gibbs in. And we go from there. We won't need a defense if Gibbs is there. We have the best midfield <laughs> in the league. But Mitch comes back. Seedsman takes the Smithers role very well. And then Smithers comes back around round 15 next year. I just brought up an uh, interesting point with all the, the rumors flying around. What do you think is worse? The, uh, the European soccer's uh, transfer rumors or the AFL's <laughs> rumors? I mean, I think Kane Corns could almost take on the uh, the whole European... Kane Corns is entering Piers Morgan-esque. <laughs> Bad, throw whatever hits the wall and sticks. My favourite one is Hutchie being like, Kane Corns is really good, especially because Hutchie hires Kane Corns. <laughs> so it's... Uh, I, you. I saw Kane actually on Saturday. Really? Yeah, I walked past him and Robbo was like, I'm a, hey Kane, and rain pros going in. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> and I was like, I could show you my poor membership. I'm like, I don't want anything to do with No, I used to love him as a player, but he's uh, quite the flog since leaving. Yeah. Should we sledge him on this? He could be a, he is an Adelaide person. He could, he could feature in the coming years. Well, just gonna, are we just gonna start a rivalry already? Well, Kane, if you wanna, I would love to have you on, mate. Let you air out any grievances you have with us, but. Nah, I think we want to keep it very respectable. And, uh, okay, yeah, we do want that uh, curry. 
carry money, so we better keep it PG for the moment. So we, shall we talk about Port? What, Port. what are you getting Rockcliffe? You getting yes. Well, so Port-lop? so far at the moment, it seems like Rockcliffe's on his way. Although I'm holding my breath until we, I see something official. Motlop, I I thought it would actually be more likely to get Motlop than than Rocky, but it seems less and less likely that Motlop's on his way. Gold Coast seemed to have a pretty good offer pending. Uh, what seems off the table, which is depressing, I really wanted him. Really? Despite what? Yeah, I, I, I want a second forward. Oh, no, I love Watts. I want Watts. Oh. Is it off the table? I thought oh, Gilman, it seems like it. I thought Gilman was like, yeah, you're not playing again for this club. He seems unwilling to leave Melbourne, but you know, I'd take him. A lot of Port fans wouldn't. Billy is not one of them. Cause, uh, yeah, I'll be honest. Billy has ruined his chance of coming on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I don't want Rockcliffe. He's not that good. And then backtracking, I miss immediately when we started laughing with him. Yeah, well, uh... Also, I have to give a shout-out to someone because they won't listen otherwise. He's a dear friend of ours, Jake Innes. Thanks for listening. You're never getting on this podcast either. <laughs> yeah, that's a good call. But, oh, yeah, so uh, Archie leaving. you got a lot of players going. Yeah, we've got a lot of kind of fringy players, or young, maybe up-and-comers that... You know, you know this like the mess. The writing's on the board. There's spaces opening up in his position. The great man himself, the Greek freak of it. I think he's Greek. I better Google this. It might be Italian. The Italian stallion is of. He, uh, is he Italian? I don't know who you're talking about. Really? So, uh, oh, you, he had 30 <laughs> touches in the SAFL Grand Final, and 28 of them went to a stir player. Really? He's, oh no, we uh, he, uh, he, uh, he shares the same name as a Payet. Really? Yeah, he's supposed to have Dimitri. Dimitri, are we talking about Tumpus here? Yeah, we are talking about Tumpus. <laughs> well, uh, how, well, you know, a lot of people have come and gone from my Port Adelaide memory. Tumpus, one of them. He still plays for Port Adelaide. That's how bad he is. He's yeah. gone from your memory. He actually got some game time this season, which is really depressing. <laughs> it made me almost immediately write off Ken getting another contract, which uh, I guess we'll bring up Ken. I'm not... Overly, I like Ken as a person, much like I like, like Slavan Bilic. But is uh, I'm not overly pumped for him to get a long, big money contract to Port. Yeah, it's one of those things when you go in a staring contest with Gold Coast about who blinked first. Not only did you blink, <laughs> yeah. did you guys blink first. You threw money, like, take our money. Like, I really wanted one more year from him, but apparently had some weird clause where he could leave for another job or something. Well, how do you feel that a a Port faithful son who's been touted as the best head coach coming for the past four years went to the Gold Coast when if Kent goes, you could have got him. You could have got Stewie Jew. Yeah, I'm not sure what Stewie Jew's about. Like, apparently everyone speaks very highly of him, so I guess we've missed out on a prospect. But uh, when it comes to unknown coaches, um, <clears throat> it's really hard to kind of predict. Well, Dom was an unknown coach and he's <laughs> taken us to a grand final <laughs> loss. Yes. <laughs> True. Um, do you think? Do you reckon? Well, if you look at the Hardwick this year, do you think assistant coach is that ma- that important? Do you think Ken would be good if he had a better assistant coach around him instead of? Oh, for sure. Uh, Michael Boss. Yeah, Bossy. Well, Bassett is apparently pretty good as well. Yeah, yeah, he's really transformed our defense. Uh, we've got a lot of young boys coming up, and they're all playing really well for their age. But yeah, I really think assistant. Who was, uh, was it Walshy, uh, assistant that, that left, uh... You guys go midfield, he left, I think he was assistant on Choco, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, people said he was our tactician at the time, and when he left, it kind of showed a lot of, a lot of the faults of Ken. Of Choco. Choco, who, no, who, we had an assistant coach under Ken, I swear it was... Oh, you met him? Well, I thought, I thought Walsh came from... Uh, Maybe I'm wrong. Well, whoever left at the time was apparently uh, our tactical coach and kind of showed when he left when we didn't really have a plan B, C, D to Z. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm happy where Port's going, though, as a whole. Oh. No, I think even though we've just made a grand final, I'm, I'll be more happy. And, like, this would be wrong. Like, Froze could finish second, actually. We're like, honestly, we haven't lost that much. But just the whole past week has just left us very sour tone in my mouth or as you know because I don't like spice food a very spicy <laughs> flavour in my mouth which I don't appreciate 
It was supposed to be a great week, and it's turned out to be... Yeah, it seemed like you guys had such a tight-knit group. Yeah, and that's what gets me. Like, yeah. I feel like one thing's wrong. Either we weren't this close ever, or all these rumours are very off the track. That's also one thing I have a problem with Crows about. Oh, here we go. I feel you guys have a lack of personality as a team. You just said like two lack seconds of, yeah, ago. Yeah, no, yeah, the, the team is very... Uh, no, I was, it's, oh, a team personality. Yeah, kind of like how Port, I'd say, are a bit of like a, a rough team. What about Richmond? Richmond, obviously, they've got their their small press, like, I guess a lack of identity. They've got their small pressing... Yeah, I can, I can see that. I, you're right, we don't have like the Eagles Nest or whatever they're called up. Oh yeah, or like, like the, the orange tsunami. Yeah, no. Nah. Which I, I don't know how much of that is branding. And well, that's the thing. When when you don't... Grand <laughs> Final Week, you're here. Let's throw out some numbers, Grand Final Week. AFL 360 talked about the Crows for 11 minutes out of five hours of our TV. Yeah, that seems standard for, so maybe for we, non-Victorian. Yeah, maybe if we... If the up five was being non-Victorian, not getting told about Grand Final Week and your team's in it, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And you've been the team team to beat all year. Yeah, well, maybe they knew something we didn't. <laughs> no, that was the thing as well. I'm like, so what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, Richmond are really good after this, but yeah. Ah, Crosby 30. It's like, they yeah, talking yeah. about Richmond, like, what well, Richmond now going good at Crosby 30. So, that breaks my heart. You know what else breaks my heart? Let's hear it. Jurgen Klopp wanting, people wanting Jurgen Klopp to leave. Uh, yeah. This is, I made a comment yesterday on Facebook. You think of the average person, standard deviation, the bell curve. Bell curve, yep. You get the the middle of the group in the middle at the top of the bell curve. The average bloke, how you think he's really dumb, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You have 49% worse than him. 49% of the people are worse than that average bloke. It just kills me. People wanting Jürgen to leave. You know... We got, I love my stats here, and I'm a big fantasy player, as Kieran started off the season as, and he's disappeared. Sorry, there's a thing called expected assists and expected goals. From where shots and passes are made, with past performances, so last year and earlier this year, would that be normally under normal circumstances a goal? So when Salah misses seven because he hits the post, last year he would normally score this. So, what do you notice? We've been averaging, per game, six expected goals the past four matches. We've been dominating teams. We had 160 shots for 11 goals to 30 shots for 14 goals conceded or something bad like that. It was ridiculous. And people want Jürgen out. Mm. Jürgen can't dribble the ball <laughs> into the net. We pay money for these players to put the ball into the net. We've been averaging six expected goals a game. I think we've been going to 2.4. It's going to change. We've got United first week back we win there. Happy days are we. We go on. What's your thoughts on Liverpool? Have you watched? Um, watched have you heard anything? Yeah, it's really weird. <clears throat> versus the good teams, when uh, everyone just loves to park the bus versus you guys, and at times he struggled without Coutinho. I felt to kind of get those those wonder shots in. Then Coutinho comes back and now is a wonder shot versus oh, what a man. the biggest bus Newcastle's parked all year. Yeah, what what I've watched a lot of Newcastle games. When did they learn how to defend? <laughs> yeah. It's just a shame. And you guys probably should have won that one nil if it wasn't for the uh, unfortunate deflection oh, goal tackle. type thing. Oh, you, you, well, his name you should have buried it long before Maddie came out. Yeah, yeah. I just don't understand how that corner doesn't go in. The one that hits Jenny flicks it onto the post. Oh, uh, yep. The ball hovers straight through Lovin's foot somehow, and then that's it's just little things like. What else is Jürgen supposed to be doing there? Like, he's put us in that position and we just can't finish. And, and this is always the thing I've always said. I'm fine with sacking coaches if there's someone better out there. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly right. And I don't think there's anyone better than Klopp out there at the moment. It, not that it deserves to be sacked. Yeah, yeah. That's how I, that's how I feel about Bilic, I guess. Is well, we've got Ancelotti out there. I'm, yeah, you know, I got really excited because I saw on the uh, West Ham subreddit is uh, the title was Ancelotti says... I'm the man for the West Ham job. And I was like, ooh. Did he really say that? Yes, in 2010. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I got really excited for uh, for nothing. But, you know, maybe maybe we're, we're the, we are the kind of club that will overpay for someone. Yeah. It's, you love I'm spending money on that. Yeah, well, uh, 
Well, so, so hopefully we'll be able to lure someone of class, talent, but unlikely. So we're, we're, at, um, we're at an international break. We've got two weeks off. How's the season looking so far? You're more confident in staying up? Yeah, so we're, uh, we're out of the relegation zone. That's always that's always a positive sign. And, and it's always po- <laughs> and, it's, and it's always good when teams that are like the in the relegation zone deserve to be there. So there's no real risk or no real. It's not like a, how Chelsea were struggling yeah. uh, two years ago, and you know you know they're not going to get relegated. So like the teams that are in the relegation kind of deserve to be there. Crystal Palace, of course, not even they scored one goal. Oh, they still, yeah, they, in seven games against Arsenal. Yeah, Swansea, who was. You got, and that's another thing, you're beating your, you beat 21-0 or something. Yeah, we, it looked... Yeah, you were messaging you saying you hated <laughs> West Ham, which... I, the one thing I will say is, going into next week, I'm, I, I think we have another average team, but I think we'll finally have a, a full squad, because Lanzini's been out, he's played... Is he playing international? <laughs> I fucking hope not. <laughs> <laughs> he's, been, he's been getting like 20 minutes over the last like two weeks, just because he's... We don't want to risk him for the whole season. Carroll's obviously had his injuries like early in the season. And Antonio got subbed off early uh, against someone pretty average because he was injured. Nardovic has got his red card for elbowing someone in the head. So oh, when does he come back? Does he come back next Yeah, time? he comes back. So we've had a lot of injuries, so I can't really... You wish that one of your centre-backs was bad got an injury or something, so he doesn't have to play, are you, you never should say that. Never wish injuries, but yeah, get on your phone. Get on a rant. This is a ranting podcast. Ah, well, I want to rant on the board. Why are we spending all this money on average players? Then pass Fonte. I want to Google. He's about thirty-four years old. Bullshit. Fonte's thirty-four. Why are we years old. spending money on him? Why do we have? Oh wow, he is. He's thirty-three years old. Why are we bringing? Are you in for a transfer record fee, like transfer record for West Ham, and then stick him on the bench because we don't need him. We don't need another winger. Then we buy Snodgrass as well. He gets stuck on the bench for ten million, and then we had to ship out like a couple months later. We buy. Oh, is he not there? Is he not? No, we palmed him off to someone. Where's the goalie? The goalie who we got in for free and then palmed off for ten million. That's good business, but. We've brought all these wingers in and then sold them all. Now we have no wingers. We've got Anatovic in for another world uh, world record fee, well, West Ham, for a West Ham record fee. He's a good player. I actually like what he brings. But Elbows to people's faces. Why are we spending big money on another winger who, you know, and we've got Antonio's our only guy providing pace. So we bring in Anatovic on the wing who's a massive dude. He's planned well, but... He's not breaking anyone down with his pace. I start off on Fonte, yeah. 30, why are we bringing him in? Why, we have you, need re, you need to replace Collins. We, <laughs> the ginger minge. We, uh, we had Reese Oxford, who's touted as a very good prospect, young English prospect, who's loaned out to um, Bayern Munich and Gladbach. Why, like, they're... They are not worse than us. If he's, which he's not getting game time because we brought him back. But if they're taking him on, why aren't we taking the risk and putting him in our? T- especially in a three back, like he's got two other players that can cover oh, him. I'll and- tell you why. I'll tell you why. If I can get the EPL table off. So, you, you know, know why you're not taking risks on youngsters at this moment? Because you're fifteenth, I think. You're two points clear of relegation, and Slav's fighting for his job. Yeah, but. We're playing Fontes, making mistake after mistake. He's definitely cost us. Do you reckon he's cost you games? He's cost us games, flat out. I I could probably even point out the games if I could go back fast enough, which I don't think I can, so I might move on. You don't need to get it up on my phone. Oh, I'll get it up. I'll just take my time. And who are we at? Sad Letter, who we got in on a free, has been what is it? Let's, let's... far and away our best player, somehow as a right back, has provided the most... Hart, outside of Noble, who's been average this season. Yeah, apparently Noble's been woeful. Yes, just scroll through this. Thank oh, you. Yeah, wait, 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 sorry. Um, so, what about Joe Hart? What about your man? What about Joe Hart's man? probably only let one goal in that's been completely his fault. I feel like that's really bad. Like, you shouldn't be having completely his fault. Well, and it's not even his fault. He he stopped the first goal and it got deflected onto, like, perfectly on someone else's path, okay, which was worse. Um, Tottenham. So he's... I think it was maybe Ali had a shot and he's deflected his goal and it's gone to Harry Kane. Is all right. So where are we? 
So for those listening at home, Karen's just looking through the fixtures. He's definitely cost us this a is, goal versus Southampton. This is Fonte. With Fonte, yes. Yep. So that's a 3-2 defeat. That, that could have been a, an easy draw. We've got uh, versus Newcastle. I can't remember the goal specifically, but I absolutely remember him costing us. It was a 3-0 defeat. We're not going to win that anyway, but he's definitely cost us one there. You know, our form's not as bad as I thought. That's from last season as well. Yeah, I think I was going too far. Your first, so, go back to the Manchester United 4-0 was your first game. So United 4-0. He, oh, I'm not going to blame him if he's done something poor that game because we're getting thrashed anyway. Southampton, so we've lost that. So that's like a point we've missed out on. Yep. Where are all our losses coming from? Because we've only lost to Tottenham, Newcastle. Oh, no, there yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got really excited. I saw a lot of wins there. Uh, most of them are cup games, and it's like non-league teams. So I'd say it's cost us at least like two points, maybe. Out of seven games, which yeah, is probably, which, a, it's probably a lot. Let's for a single it. player, and plus, like, he's been... One player in Salah for not being on score goals, so... And yeah, who who, who do you want to any uh, anyone you want to point out for your team? I'm honestly, and I can tell you exact time. Saturday, five oh two p.m. Melbourne time. A part of my soul died, and I haven't really cared. I haven't been. I haven't gone in the rant about anyone. You should. You saw me on the Newcastle day. I wasn't angry. I wasn't even disappointed. I was just a defeated man, drawing one hole. Lovren just goals like just I don't even understand. We're playing a high line. I don't understand how Lovren misses that. I just love Phil. When early this year I was like, I hate Phil. Why are you leaving me? Never leave me, Phil. Yeah, please. That was, that was a wonder goal. If you, we all knew what he was doing. As soon as he took the touch inside, it was like this is back of the net. Like it's yeah, yeah. Oh, it just hurts. It hurts. You know what else hurts? Freddie Mello for. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'll rant about this because this is this is serious. Do you know what we traded Melo for? Some uh, some trash. No, you pretty much. You should. We should be starting to call Chris Tarps Bazingas the garbage man. <laughs> you know why? Because he's gonna be, be carrying cash over his back, over his shoulder this whole season. Honestly, you know. Oh, let's start with the one we traded the the, the crown jewel of this trade, Ernest Cantor. <laughs> He's 25. He can put the ball in the bucket. I know, I'm already a fan. You've got me. You, you've got me intrigued. <laughs> but then I start to think, what's KP not good at? as the power forward. Doesn't. He's not that good of a defender. Okay, so we need a good. Ernest Cantor. Ooh, Ernest Cantor. Not a good defender. That. That stings. What about what about position? Like maybe we just didn't have a center. We got a bit of Melo. I oh, know Melo plays small forward and power forward. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, well, what if we just don't have any good centres? No, we've got Billy Herman and Gomez. Oh, and he's... What, you're telling me Billy's KP's best friend as well? So you, we're just... Oh, Carlo Quinn as well. We Wait, sorry. Our centre position is the best... Our strongest position in the league? Like, why are we bringing in a centre? What? I just don't understand. Especially Aris Cantor. I don't rate him. He can't play defence. I could score layups on him. You just... I don't understand what he does. He's so flat-footed. So it's like, it's like you're always paying like $35 million, probably closer to f- almost $40 million in centre with Joe Kim Noah and Dennis oh, Cantor. And, oh, like, why would you bring Cantor in? Oh, oh, I forgot about Noah. <laughs> I can't even talk myself into him being a good leadership role. He's so bad. You know who is good, though? This is our hope. hope. French Sinatra. Yeah, nicotine. I, uh, Frankie nicotine. Oh, is that what they're calling it? Yeah, Frankie smokes. Frankie nicotine. I I was going to French and Arsenal, <laughs> Frank but I like Fr- Frankie nicotine. That's yeah. good. So I watched us play to the Brooklyn Nets, and uh, everyone's happy. You know, we're playing the Brooklyn Nets first game. Easy win. Let's get over the hump. Wrong. And in the famous words of Charlie Murphy, wrong, wrong, wrong. 115 points we gave up against the Nets. Mm. That's, where do we get... Okay, maybe it's because our, our centre can't defend. Well, yeah, that's that's pretty obvious. Maybe it's because we also don't have any wings who can defend. Our best wing defender is Frankie Nicotine. <laughs> He's 18 years old. How is he our best defender? Michael Beasley, you gave an interview three, four days ago. I have LeBron and Kevin Durant talent. Where is this 
talent. Where is it? I want to see it. And then Lance Thomas, you played your heart out. You made, became a favourite of mine. You go, you went up there in Prigioni and Ron Baker-esque status of, you're not that good, but you damn try your heart out. And then you became a little bit good. <laughs> and then you signed your contract. And then you stopped defending. You stopped hitting your threes. You just didn't do anything. And you're taking out money. And you're starting small forward, and I don't like it. And Ron Baker... How are we paying you eight million a year, or whatever we are? You're great. You, I was gonna say you're a great player. You're a good eleventh man player. I like you. You put in the hustle. Just continue the Definitely hustle. Definitely uses head and shoulders. He has nice hair. He um, I made a funny joke there. I just realised as well. Yeah, uh, bring he he hustles. You know those yeah. he hustles. He hustles our organisation for eight million a year. <laughs> Oh, it's just maybe one positive on my team, KB, oh, and that's it. Right? I'm Frank and Billy, but I feel like Billy's getting traded. It's just the typical needs. Yeah, at least you have your draft pick, I guess. Do we? Yeah. Are you sure? I I believe there. Oh is... no, we do. Because I'm already on the tanking for Donich or whatever his name is. Uh, oh, we're Team Euro. Team Euro. He's yeah. apparently best friends with KP and uh, Hermione Gomez. They were banging out over the Euros. So, can we talk about your team and uh? Yes, well, we played our first game. I didn't even realise it was on. But I <clears throat> did look at the box score. I'm actually thinking, the more I think about it, the more I think CP3 and Harden actually work well together. Because our biggest fault in the playoffs is when it gets broken, when like the playoffs yeah. slows down. When it gets like crunch time, Harden chokes. Oh, I was, yeah, well. And you've yeah. got in CP who's never choked oh. <laughs> You're hurting my feelings. I didn't, I didn't even bash the Knicks that much. No. Oh, you, you, we can go back to it. <laughs> Let's go back to it. Have you seen what we're running here? We're running Maury Ball because we, oh, we, we shot four two points. Guess what? We weren't hitting fucking threes anyway. All layups. And, and you know your wing depth's bad when you've got worse wing depths than the Pelicans somehow. Of, uh, I don't even know who they have. I'm, I'm oh, yeah. Okay, go back to your CP3 uh, rant. <clears throat> what rant? Love. So, so we've got uh, Harden, who's who's a good playmaker in the half court, but he he only re- like really excels in kind of like transition instances where he can kind of whip the ball around. But now we've got CP3 who who can actually like run. I don't want to say Harden can't run a play because he averaged 11 assists or something, but he's more tidy with the ball. Who's um who's the starting centre? Like, Clint will, Capella. Who, will there be Love City? There will be Love City, and Clint Capella's coming into a contract year, so he's going to love love CP3. <laughs> we uh, we have Nene backing him up. So actually, no, we have Tarek Black from the Lakers, who was a oh, former yeah. Rocket. Well, Nene played pretty well in the playoffs. Yeah, he, he did until down. he got injured. Yeah, yeah he's kind of fucking, uh, screwed us a bit in the Spurs series. But no, I'm actually, and I'm, I'm happy to keep Ryan Anderson. Uh, a lot of people kind of poo-poo his his well, he, ability. He can't defend. But yeah, but he's going to open the floor up so much for Harden and, Harden and CP. And what are, are you fearful about the league coming out saying they're going to watch for Harden's fouls? Yes and no, because I guess it's going to make Harden adapt his game, so which is a good thing, because in it worked well in the playoffs until he met the Spurs, who pop crafted like the perfect game plan for it. What a what a surprise that <laughs> pop knows how to coach. Uh, so if it's making him alter his game plan, I'm I'm all for it. And I'm hoping he'll provide some more defensive effort, which we we'll, you know we will see. Which uh, is, I guess is the biggest the you, biggest you, positive for CP coming. Are you worried now that one of your stars is going to have to play? 100% of the game, as in, for example, back in the day, Beverly would go to the best defend, best attacker and Harden would rest off ball, sort of. Yep. You can't really do that, because now CP and Harden, one of them's going to have to defend all the time. Yeah, that's true. Which then, you, do they get annoyed because they're now tied on offense and don't see the ball as much? Do you feel that could be an issue? That's a good point. You know, I, actually, I, I was thinking about this today also. I'm... CP3, a lot of people would think like CP3, he's kind of like a, a different personality to Harden. Harden's a bit more laid back and likes to kind of go with the flow. And CP3 is like on edge, <laughs> the, like the, not, the lit, yeah. prototypical leader type. And I would say prototypical well, leader type, but... He, 
he has to make this work because it's his contract year. So unless he's got some kind of nudge, nudge, wink deal with Mori, he, he kind of like has to make this work. So if he wants, yeah, if he wants this big money deal going into, he'll be like what thirty eight or something crazy or thirty seven when he comes off the the deal. He's he's got to make this work. So I don't I don't think he's going to cause many rifts. I think he's gonna he's gonna blend in blend in with the offense as much as he can to prove he's not. Dwight's cancer to the team. Yeah, are you happy that we all know forever D'Antoni runs an eight-man tight rotation? Yeah. How are you feeling about the ninth, tenth when people get injured? I'm I'm hoping because we've got that kind of that second star uh, playmaker, it will give players like Harden time to rest because coming down the stretch of the season, Harden was gunning for the MVP and. We were gunning for, I think it was the fourth seed specifically, or maybe yeah. third seed, I can't remember. So he never really got a chance to rest. So I'm thinking, now that CP comes in, we've got Eric Gordon still on the bench, who can kind of play a yeah, combo guard role. Yeah. And especially with CP3, is uh, getting older now and struggled through injuries recently. Maybe we'll give him some more time to rest. Or well, hopefully D'Antoni's smart enough to, to realise that some things are bigger than the record. Playoff health is important. Yeah, do you, do you need home season? Do we all agree? We'll, we'll, well, we'll probably have a proper in-depth one sometime either this weekend. Like, we'll have a separate NBA. Oh, even then, our next podcast could just be NBA because it won't be much AFL. Actually, there'll be AFL to talk to. We could, yeah. We, we'll, we'll, work, we'll, anyway, we'll work it out. But do you think, Warriors, do you need home court to beat the Warriors? I mean, well, bring that Warriors number one. And I think, yeah, Warriors are going to slam everyone. But... I always want to make it to the Western Conference Finals, so maybe playing OKC or the Spurs, I think we will need home court advantage, especially with the, the strong home court advantage that the OKC have, which they, they really showed when we played them in the finals this year. So I think to beat that, those calibre teams, yes, and you know, yeah. first the Warriors, I guess you're kind of just praying that you hit shots. And at that point, just, I'm not sure if home court advantage matters. Probably does, but not that important. Well, I think you have anything else to say? We've done, we did the transition poorly, but we did the trash. No, I thought thought your transitions were pretty smooth. Yes, we got that one on the top of the week. Fantasy, oh, we don't even need fantasy, there's no fantasy this week. Uh, What about fantasy mistake? What did you make a mistake over the past weekend? Uh, I didn't make any mistakes because I didn't change my team. So that's your mistake. Biggest mistake was trading out De Bruyne. Oh, who I really? claimed is my three goal a game man for Mane, who probably got a red card, and uh, haven't I've given up since because I uh, forgot to pray at the altar of De Bruyne. No, but uh, I think that's it for this week. We'll be hopefully back even sooner than last time, the last game, probably even a couple of days. Because I think I reckon the plan might be we'll have a Western Conference discussion. Oh, I like it. Where we throw down a bit of our uh, mullah on the. Oh, I like this, I like this. And then we'll have a Western Conference discussion where we'll just throw money on the Warriors, so, you know. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening, as always. To, uh, <laughs> oh. As always, <laughs> take the risk. Take the risk. That's getting, that's staying. You bastard.